0: Hello, everyone. Welcome to the Recipes for Business show, where we do Facebook Live interviews with Oklahoma business professionals and entrepreneurs. I'm Brandon with ProcedureSheets.com and our guest tonight is Jory Miller, Independent Insurance Agent with MVP Insurance in Oklahoma City. Jory, thanks for joining us. How you doing?
1: Hey, I'm glad to be here. Man. I feel privileged and honored the fact that you even thought of me to be a part of this entrepreneurship program. So I'm blessed. I feel, I feel that graced. So yeah, I feel grateful. Yeah.
0: Thank you so much. Yeah, we feel, we feel the exact same way. Thank you so much for doing this and taking the time to do this too and having the courage to do it because it takes courage for <laughs> those of us that are, you know, right used to it.
1: Yeah. Hey, got to pull the trigger sometime.
0: Absolutely. Absolutely. So, first things first, just tell us about, uh, tell us about you. Tell us about
1: your story. Uh, my story. Well, I don't want to, you know, give you a dissertation. Uh, my story, you know, little kid here from, uh, grew up in Midwest city, Oklahoma, went to college at, uh, got my degree from Oral Roberts University, got my MBA from Oklahoma Wesleyan University and went to the corporate side for a little bit. And then I just really felt like I felt restricted no matter how much input or influence I try to provide always felt frustrated. And so, uh, had a good friend who was a, uh, insurance agent in Raytown, Missouri, uh, talked to me about uh, the aspects, uh, intricacies of insurance and I looked into it and I have like no sales experience at all, you know, none. I I love communicating with people, but as far as like selling, I I mean, I don't know what that's like. And he, he talked me off the ledge and just told me how I can basically like provide a service for as many people as as possible and i just love that idea and i've been insurance for so i say still fairly new for about uh this will be year number three for me yeah so i'm just Very a, nice. Yeah, independent insurance agent with mvp insurance so go team yeah
0: awesome awesome so that's cool so tell us about first tell us about mvp insurance
1: oh uh, you know we are I, I i like to say we're pretty awesome i'd like to stay humble Say we're an amazing group of people. MVP Insurance, it's owned by Brent Brown and Joan Curtis. Some of the most patient, encouraging, loving people I have really experienced in the insurance world or just business in general. And uh, what we would like to do is just empower people and protect them the best we can uh, through edu- educating them as far as like uh, coverage And that way we can make sure the assets are protected accurately Um, because I know in the insurance world, sometimes it's, you know, we want to be able to save money, but we don't be able to save money uh, properly. It's not about just, you know, selling price because we don't want that price to cost you in the long run because you have a policy that doesn't cover your claim. So we also offer protection, asset protection with your home insurance, you know, with your vehicle as well. Uh, we really start to have an appetite for commercial businesses and, uh, and life insurance as well. So that, that's what we specialize in.
0: Awesome. Awesome. So, about how old is MVP Insurance? How long, how long have you guys been around?
1: MVP, I think, just celebrated its second year this year. Yeah. Oh, awesome. So, still fairly new, but trust me, we are putting a thumbprint. In Oklahoma City metro area so it, it's pretty great
0: that's awesome so it's so it's an independent insurance agency so it's not like it's not like when you know we think of insurance we might think of Geico or we might think of all-state State, state right. Farm Farmers Insurance you yeah. guys are independent so for those of us that don't understand that what does that look like what does that mean
1: okay so which on all those companies that you mean th- those are like excellent companies and kudos to all those agents that are you know in the State Farm Farmers Geico all-state industry, but with uh, being independent, we have access to multiple carriers, whereas uh, those other carry, those other insurance uh, companies that we named, they, they're called captive. So that basically means if they can't write them with their company, then that's they're, they're somewhat limited. But being an independent agent, we have options. And so when we say we're going to exhaust all options and shop for you, that's exactly what we do. We we go through multiple insurance carriers to see what we can get for the most, most coverage for the best price for you. Gotcha. So
0: what, that's a really important point that you touched on because a lot of times when we think about buying insurance nowadays with, with technology, it's so easy for us to go on our phones or maybe go on our computers and just buy from the from the normal carriers, the ones that are the household names that we know about. Why would somebody? And this this touches on what you just talked about. Why would we want to work with an MVP agent instead of going to the ones that we know that are like in the palm of our hands?
1: Yeah, that's excellent question. (laughs) The the reason why you don't hear a lot about the the carriers that we have it's not that they don't have the the financial backing to uh, pay out for a claim. All the uh, companies that we work with are A A rated or A plus rated. That basically means they are financially sound. So if there's a claim, then your claim will be, uh, be be taken care of. And the reason why you don't hear about most of them is because they really don't emphasize on advertisement as much as you do with other carriers, that the main ones that you just named. Uh, because we are, being an independent agent, we are the advertisers. We are the walking billboards, the marketers, so, You know, to let people know that there are other options available that you may not have heard of, but still with the same excellent service, uh, sometimes even better service, and uh, financially sound. So. So that, that's why really, because you don't want to get pigeonholed into basically what, okay, I'm trying not to get too deep here. A lot of times we operate sure. out of what is familiar to us, not realizing that sometimes there are great opportunities when other things have been revealed to us. So a lot of times people okay. just don't know of other options, you know, so I'm sure. just here letting let sure, people that know sense. that there are other options. Yeah.
0: Okay. Okay. Good, good, good. Okay. So um, we're going to, uh, dip back into your story a little bit. You had touched on how you had gotten, you had gone to college. You had gotten two different degrees in an MBA and another degree. Yeah, so I, yeah, I got my uh,
1: bachelor's, bachelor science degree in communications. I was going to be that famous sportscaster until I interned uh, for News Channel Four and realized uh, that was not fun at all. And so a few years okay. pass, I go back to grad school and I get my master's of business in marketing. And I really love that And what that really did was, honestly in short, if you've got the confidence and the belief in yourself, you can do whatever it is that you want to do. If this is a good idea, provides a service to people, uh, you could do it. So I basically spent a lot of money just to let me know that I can be an entrepreneur. That's pretty much what happened.
0: That makes sense. So that, that touches on a, a very important point. So for a lot of us when we go to college, when we get there we don't exactly know what we want to do we go because we don't know what we want to do sometimes we know when we go in but how would you say that college benefited you or or helped you get to where you are now and what do you think was maybe missing from college in terms of you know of course you did have to like all of us we spent a lot of money right to learn certain things so what what was that for you What how would you
1: i'm i'm trying to do this in a way that Oh, man. OK, so this is what college taught me. Uh, discipline, really, to to see it through. Because you take courses that you don't want to take, but you know you have to do them so you can get the end result, which is graduation, your your diploma. That's what yeah. uh, undergrad taught me. Other than that, what did the classroom teach me? Um, not much, not a whole okay. lot. Uh, I mean, there's no real world experience. I mean, nothing you can, I don't want to be extreme. I don't know a lot of graduates that say my degree prepared me to succeed in life. I just, I don't, I, don't, I can't think of one person. And so gotcha. grad school is great uh, because it helped me identify my strengths, which was amazing. Uh, but also, I've learned that it's it can be easy to get sucked up into the corporate sector, whereas you are still being educated, but you're more being educated on how to manage someone else's success, which is great if that's what you want to do. Right. But other than that, it just gives you the confidence and the information to just influence the world. Other than that, there's I can't think of a whole lot. That comes with even with a grad degree and I will say that I even took the initiative and I did one year of a doctoral program which was listen this is crazy my doctoral program was in entrepreneurship but was I going to school to be an entrepreneur no I don't know if any of my classmates were either so I felt like I was lying to myself or trying to deceive myself. How could I have a degree in entrepreneurship, but yet be, not be an entrepreneur? That's sure. just insane to me. Of course. So I was like, I, if I'm going to be an entrepreneur, then I need to be that instead of studying someone else's success and educating other people on how they're winning in life sure. and I'm not really winning. Does that make sense?
0: Yes, it yeah. does. It does. So with you saying that, what is, how did you, how did you get from point A to point B then? Because point A was, you know, you're studying entrepreneurship without actually being one, like you touched on. So mm-hmm. how did you get to point B? You know, if if the doctoral program couldn't give you that, and if the MBA couldn't necessarily give you that, how, how do you get it? Do you have to go out? Did you have to go outside of college to get it? What'd that look like?
1: Oh, man. I... It's one of those things. I think every every entrepreneur at some point you know when you're just going through your your daily life cycle of just going in, cl- I say clocking in, putting in your time. You have an internal whisper. There's some kind of it may not that fire may not may not be full blown, but you know on the inside that there is more for you to do. There is something greater than where you currently are, and at some point you. I, I myself, I just cannot continue to just be an analysis by, what is it? Analysis paralysis or something like yes. that where you just, you study so much data for so long that you feel like you have to have all this information. Everything has to be in place before you take yes. the jump. And I, what, it was interesting. It was something from Steve Harvey. He talked about how Uh, inch by inch life is a cinch and that the only way you're going to get to what you see is that you're gonna have to take the you're gonna have to take the jump and and that's what I did and yes there yeah I got battle scars bruises every entrepreneur has has that I sometimes in the office I say um, I wish there was a camera to record the beginning stages of what I'm going through because we watch CNBC, you know, financial news, you know, Shark Tank. We show the yes. end result. And so that inspires a lot of people to jump. But then there's like a high turnover rate with entrepreneurship because people don't get, com- we don't get committed to the vision. We get, yes. we get committed to the feeling, you know. Yeah. And so I'm sorry, I just went on a rant there. But we're really you know, important. We got- What got me to what got me to be was really like you know what I can no longer just talk a good game. I cannot falsify who I am as a person. I can't just keep talking about books, reading entrepreneurship books, reading rich dad poor dad, you know all these all these different books, and like Seth Godin, you know all these these multiple books, and not take a step. So at some point I was like I just Embrace discomfort. And so I did uh yeah, 2015. Yeah. Yeah. Has it been turbulence? Of course. But yes, yes. You know, there's no success stories if there's no turbulence. So that's yeah, true. That, that's part of it. I'm sorry, I I said a whole lot.
0: I hope I answered no, your question. No, that's good. No, that whole lot is everything that we needed because you, you highlighted one of the most important points. When we talk about becoming entrepreneurs, you know, a lot of times in the headlines and on CNBC and things like that, like you said, on Shark Tank, we see the success story or we see people that are about to approach some success or they've had some success and we'll see a headline about how, you know, their company was bought for such and such billion or maybe they've been able to influence this community by doing this and this and this. So they move to this next level. Those are all events, but we don't care about the process behind the events. We don't care about the fact that it may have taken you 10 to 20 years to become an overnight success. Exactly. You know, so, you know, it's, it's, it's things like that. And like you said, the analysis paralysis is another piece of that. You're like, you hear about these events. Like, I want to get, man, I, I just got to study their story and figure out exactly what they did so that I can have the exact event. What you didn't see is that that's not what they did. They did some studying. Right. But they were developing their skills and they went out there, but they got out there and got their hands dirty and they jumped in the mud and they fell on their faces and got up, fell on their faces again and got up. So that's, that sounds like a lot like what you had to put
1: yourself through to get to this point. Is that right? That's absolutely right. And I'm still failing, you know, uh, Will Smith had this, it went viral like within 24 hours where he talked about John Maxwell as far as like failing forward and, yeah. Things like that. And I was like, and people were like, oh yeah, this is great and amazing. But probably 90% of the people who are liking and sharing aren't failing. They're not giving themselves an opportunity to fail. I Man, I failed twice this week, but that's a part of it. If I if I because if I don't fail, then what am I learning from? You know, because for me, I hear other people speaking that people can speak to me as far as like their experience, which is great because I learn from other people. But I learned, unfortunately, I learned the best (laughs) when I fail personally, because I quickly learned how to evaluate and how to study, how to educate myself, you know, so when I'm speaking to people, what questions to ask them. Because it's not just about and just in any business, it's not about just hoping to just you know, provide a quick service. No matter what business it is, you want to make sure that you customize whatever it is, tailor fit, to that to your prospective client. And so that's what right. I, I learned. I, you know, I got to ask the right questions, not a portion of the questions, but go in depth, get to know people. What are their pain points? What what can lighten their load? What is it they struggle with? Those are the right. things. And so when you educate yourself on your own brand, on your own uh, service then you add uh, a very, you establish differentiation between you and everybody else to where it is, where it's now. It's like, when people ask you, who's your competition? You can honestly say, I am my own competition because nobody else is doing what I'm doing. Yes, they may offer the same thing, but they are not doing what I'm doing.
0: Of course, one of the beautiful things that you talked about, and there was like a theme in what you were describing, there was a point where you were studying the books and studying the stories and, you know, or it's stuck in the analysis paralysis. Then you decided to make the jump and through failure, you started learning lessons. Well, as you know, failure is something that we're taught as a bad thing. You know, we do the studying and the analysis paralysis and study the books and successful people before us to avoid the failure so that we can just jump right into the success. How, what is, what is the, why is it so important? to why is failure not a bad thing? Why do you keep, even up to this, recently as this week, failing, but you keep getting up and going
1: forward? For what I think it, and I hope I answer your question, for one it shows, uh, you know, level of commitment. Am I willing to see this thing through, regardless of how much discomfort, you know, I might be experiencing? Um, and, and understanding that failure, it's it's just a part. It's just a, it's a part of it. I don't know one successful entrepreneur. That I mean, multiple, Damon John, one of the guys I follow on LinkedIn, part of the Shark yeah. Tank. He talks about how he's failed more times than he succeeded, but his success. When he when he wins, he wins big. So nobody really magnifies or focuses focuses on the failures but right. you don't have the big wins if you don't have the little failures here and there, because it just sharpens you. Like what right. I, I hear a lot of times, and I don't know what people used to submit, but you know, I'm, I'm grinding and I'm just got out here grinding. Yeah. And for me, I, I even said that a few times, like I don't even know what that means. What does grind mean? Until one day I had it, I just had this thought an epiphany and, and within myself that grinding for me is grinding all the unnecessary thoughts that I don't need. So I grind it all out. So basically, I'm sharpening my mind as as a as a point of a spear to what point, point when I let myself go and present to other people, I can penetrate, and whatever I say sticks hard uh, within every prospective client. So I mean, but I yeah. there, there is no grind without without failure. You 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 just gotta have it because failure keeps you humble. It keeps me humble anyway. So yeah, and learns how to trust the process. Because everything is not guaranteed, I guess. I still don't know if I answered your question, Brandon. I'm sorry. No did.
0: No you did. No, that was good. No, that was great. No, yeah, that that really um that really drove that point home because there's some people that can't make that transition to where your mindset is because of all the stuff that we're brought up with all the ideas and thoughts and concepts were brought up with but those are very important lessons to learn about why failure is actually a good thing or at least something that can actually push you forward it doesn't necessarily hold you down
1: right and i i I i feel like i keep bringing up other people's names john maxwell because <laughs> i i yes. still read even though i'm in the midst of this stuff john maxwell he also said that uh, you know failure also helps you identify where, where you, possible weak areas And so a lot of times that when we fail, we feel like we need to hurry up and cultivate the the weak areas at certain points. But he says failure just identifies the weak areas so we can focus on on your strong points, on your strengths. So it helps me a lot of times, too, to reevaluate where I was weak in and just really strengthen my strong points. But still be aware now, still be aware of my weak areas. So when somebody identifies the weak area, I'm like, you you're absolutely, that is absolutely correct. Excellent. Excellent point. Uh, excellent perspective. But with that comes this yada, yada, yada sort of thing. So, again, I don't know if I if I'm helping. I'm, I'm, trying. No. I'm trying.
0: No, 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 you're doing great. No, you're doing great. That's 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 why just coming with the natural like that. That's that's beautiful. So you so when it came to entrepreneurship and being an entrepreneur, your path led to serving in the insurance industry and becoming an insurance professional. Why insurance for you? I know that you mentioned that you knew somebody that was in it, but why insurance?
1: That's excellent question. Because I, there's so much to it. I had no idea insurance would be my thing. Like insurance is my thing. Like I am that insurance nerd. Like I really, Love it uh, because there's there's just an opportunity. Cause I, I'm a I'm not a big fan of ignorance, and so we have a lot of people. We have policies, but they're they're just they're ignorant. Not because they not not necessarily in a bad way, but they specialize in other things. So they're just hoping that their coverage is what it's supposed to be. But insurance gives me an opportunity to educate people, cause I'm just my strong point is communicating. And so with communication comes my opportunity to educate as well. And so I enjoy, uh, educating people as far as, uh, liability coverage. Um, uh, uh, far as like home insurance, like liability, why is it good to have a certain amount real quick? I'm sorry, I'm all over the place. Did you know that, um, on homeowner's policy that certain parts of your coverage is based on a percentage? So if your home, your dwelling, if your dwelling is not insured properly, the things that are percentages of your dwelling, it's not going to be accurate. Like, so you can be like either underinsured severely, you can be overinsured. So you just, and people don't know that. So that's why I love educating people. You want to make sure that you are accurately covered. Because when you are accurately covered, then everything else that is based on the percentages of your Dwelling coverage, everything falls in line. Everything. So, yeah. So insurance, are, and plus, there's so much to insurance that it gives me an opportunity to dive deep into just a lot of stuff. And I, I don't like being bored. And in insurance, there is always something to think about. Always. So, gotta stay sharp.
0: Of course, of course, that makes sense. So, and so in it. So, take us inside of your business a little bit uh tell us about what it means to because you work with an agency there is so there are the entrepreneurs who are business professionals they're salespeople. they're consultants they they educate the market they educate the marketplace but they're able to leverage the um our relationship with uh a relationship with maybe a company that has products and services what can you tell us a little bit about what it looks like um what does it mean to be an entrepreneur as an insurance agent as somebody who's affiliated with a company if that makes any sense uh
1: Um, thinking
0: uh i mean you're not you're so let me put it another way you don't own mvp but you're able to you're able to grow and leverage your brand through mvp's brand
1: I the insurance that is correct okay okay so with that that's an excellent question so MVP is because I, I gave the owners my my goal it's my goal to be where they are and it's important to surround yourself with people that empower you to be yourself and when I told them it's my the end result is to have my own location they were very encouraging so they are basically they are giving me opportunity to build my brand to network with people provide services hold brokers opens uh make phone calls you know uh have lunch with other people kind of on at their expense which is great and uh and and when i'm ready that they will what they say they bless and release me so it's nice great
0: nice so uh, our Facebook group is called recipes for business and our show is called recipes for business. And what are some of your favorite recipes in your business building your brand? What are some of your habits, your processes, your systems that you use that help Jory Miller be effective, efficient, scale his
1: business, serve more people. Uh, I'm sorry, I'm, I'm pausing cause for those who don't know, I'm here alone with my kids and I have a kid trying to get in my room. Um, so, Parent life. That's Hello. <laughs> it is what it is. Uh, so for me lately, it's uh, oh taking ownership in what I do. And so here lately, I have been getting up earlier because it's just really about having uh, preparation for the day. So I I wake up early. I. I have my, my studies, my devotional time, get my my mind rate, make sure my core is what it should be. Uh, because a lot of times when you step out that door, life will hit you fast. And so I want to make sure that I'm prepared mentally and spiritually, uh, that no matter what tries to dictate my day or how I feel, I'm determined to press through and still have some sense of achievement at some point. Some, fa- some form or some fashion. So I'm, I just, I, I read books right now. I'm just reading a book on uh, uh, Releasing Your Potential by Miles Monroe. Uh, and I watch videos, a, a lot of videos of uh, insurance explanations, basically become a student of, of the industry as well. So that, that's really it. Wake up early, mind preparation, and just a student of insurance. I ask a lot right. of questions. Right. Sure, sure. That's good.
0: That's good. So what so for somebody who um for somebody who may want to follow in similar footsteps, whether they want to be in insurance or they want to be in another industry, what general advice do you have somebody that for somebody that has an entrepreneurial mindset or wants to serve in a capacity similar to yours? What what would you tell them to do?
1: Surround yourself with people that encourage you. uh, Because it's easy to share your dream with people that don't have the same drive, it doesn't have to be the same vision, but the same drive, because you know, when you tell them what you want to do, they'll, they'll look at you sideways, or they'll start bombarding you with questions, the what ifs, scenarios, you cannot, you cannot have, you cannot exchange a CEO perspective with subordinates with just people of an employee mindset. So basically even in that, you're going to, you're going to learn, you're going to fail early with that, even knowing who to trust, who you can't trust because your people at Brandon, as you know, people that are other entrepreneurs, they still operate from a limited good. Like, like if you're coming in here, then you're going to take all my business, that sort of thing. If you're at this networking event, then you're going to, and it's just like, dude, there are like three something million people just an Oklahoma city metro area, like right. there's no way we're all going to be able to have, I mean, we'd love to have that much business, all of us sure. would, but you want to make sure you're surrounded with people with just that That have a heart for, uh, for, for servant leadership. Uh, sure. Surround yourself with people that are willing to win morally, ethically, you know, with with the right people and I feel like I'm not even my verbiage isn't even right but you will know when you're supposed to be around them or not because it they will stop bombarding you with all these unnecessary questions and you really you you realize real quick my circle was way too small yeah
0: sure sure that's fair so what are what is jory miller working on right now professionally personally things that are building you that are elevating you right now
1: uh well clearly failing. <laughs> uh, I mean as you far as business wise, I'm really um looking into uh, helping my 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 truck drivers, commercial vehicles, my dump truck guys, uh, my blue collar people. Cause you know, born and raised in Midwest City. That that's really what I know most majority of is just blue collar people and just being a student, man. Just really asking questions. That's where I really just continuously in self, Development, uh, reading, studying, being a student, and asking a lot of questions. I, I mean, that's really what I'm working on.
0: Gotcha, gotcha. So, um, can you give us a little bit of uh, a little more detail into what specifically? What because when you know one of the things that you've talked about is building your and building your brand is serving better and serving deeper so what uh what contributes to that how do you um how did you decide that this is how you wanted to serve this is how you wanted to serve the people that you serve
1: okay uh and sorry like i hear you but i also hear my again i have this three-year-old who's trying to open the door so i'm trying to not to be i'm trying not to be distracted uh no you're good sorry um the way that i learned how to serve is that you have to uh what Peter, Peter Drucker said, seek to understand, then be understood. And so in order for me to, to serve the best way that I can and develop my, my, my servanthood is really listen to other people. It's because it's really not about just, like I'm not a transactional person uh, and that's okay for certain people, but I have to know Who I'm speaking with and why they feel the way they do and so I just again it goes back to asking questions and truly listening to them instead of trying to figure out a way to persuade them to purchase what I have available but yeah so again Brandon I'm sorry did I answer good
0: yes you did no you're doing great you're doing awesome I'm going
1: off on a tangent sometimes I'm sorry
0: no, but the tangents are important because they fill in gaps because that that would have there would have been a whole list of sub questions or you know other questions that you're able to just fill in for us. It's good. <laughs> so um, how do we find out more about you? How do we find out more about your brand, your business? How do we engage with you? Where do we go for that?
1: Oh, um, <clears throat> Facebook, you know, um, yeah. and I haven't been posting as, as much as I should. This is really going to help me because uh, I have all these ideas that I'm just analysis paralysis. I just got to get it out there. Uh, Facebook, I mean, uh, and, you know, MVP insurance is my email is at jory at com. I mean, office numbers 405-697-5222. So awesome. if you have questions, concerns, anything, or if you just want to have lunch, you know, I'm not a coffee drinker, but I will have, a frappuccino and we can just talk i don't want to say all day because we both have stuff to do like entrepreneurs have stuff we need to do but yeah sure. I, I love just sitting and just getting to know people that's awesome
0: that's awesome so that sounds great, that's that's really great. Thank you for sharing your story and joining us here and uh, sharing your insights, your wisdom, things that you're working on and how we can get in touch with you. Uh, guys, this is Jory Miller who's joined us tonight on the Recipes for Business show. Jory, do you have anything uh, that you'd like to add
1: or any parting thoughts for us? I just want to commend you, Brandon, because you, I remember in a small office where my insurance agency used to be, you had you had this idea, I remember you just like just just kind of like fleshing it out and so I just commend you I think it's awesome what you're doing and uh, I, I don't know what point it will be but at some point the 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 dam will just just bust open for you man because the service that you are providing people giving entrepreneurs a platform dude that's that's genius I don't I don't know where the, I wish I would have came up with it but I didn't so but it's it's genius. It I, I it I is genius, man. So I, I commend you.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Thank you. Thank you so much. Yeah, I'm I'm really happy to do it, and uh, honored and privileged to do it. It also gives us an opportunity again to be comfortable getting on camera and sharing our stories with with everybody, you know, at their convenience. <laughs> so, yeah. Yeah. It's yeah. Awesome. Well, guys, uh, again, this is the Recipes for Business show. Jory Miller of MVP Insurance, independent insurance agent, was kind enough to share his thoughts and his time with us. Uh, we'll see you back here uh, next week. And thank you guys for watching. Bye. So I'm going, taking just a
1: second to, okay, so we're off here. Okay. Okay. <laughs>